Hello. Hello. I'm Maxie. Hello, I'm Carolyn. And this is Mutable Immutables, the show where we quibble queerly. Mm-hmm. We quibble queerly and then we exchange pleasantries. How's it yes. going, Max? It's going great. It's going so good. I have been for the last like day or two, or honestly for like the last month, I've been uh just like embellishing my apartment with like I've been shopping on Amazon way too much, but I've gotten so many things to just like tie everything together and it looks so great. I love it. Um also, as a warning to our listeners, <laughs> I am currently dog sitting. Um I do have a dog and my dog is very quiet. Uh the dog that I am dog sitting is adorable, uh but he has big feelings and he likes to talk about them. Um so that will probably be heard. Anyway, how are you? Oh, I am peachy keen jelly bean. Um, nothing new. Same old, same old, but yeah, all good. Work. Cool. Well, what are we, what are we talking about this week? Okay. Well, so, okay. You know how last week I said that I was going to be better about taking notes in advance and, um, like I was going to say it on the pod and hold myself accountable. <laughs> Didn't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my notes are still just like jotted down nouns. <laughs> and occasionally a date okay. however i've been reading a lot and watching a lot of videos and learning a lot about of interesting facts about the turn of the century and like leading up to world war one and this time i'm actually gonna talk about the war i swear to god i'm actually gonna do it um and like <laughs> it's kind of depressing what i'm what where i'm going with this is like we didn't have a gay rights movement until like the fifties because we didn't like mm-hmm. super need one until the fifties because like right. for a while it was live and let live. And like, it's just a thing. Everybody. Well, but then 1945. In... Yeah. Or like even like the first red scare, which we're also going to talk about. I did so. Well, I, I meant the oh Bible thing. Oh, so <laughs> I thought you meant World <laughs> War Two and Jink. Oh my God. No, the Bible thing. Okay, yeah, no, I'm with you. Sorry. Um, okay, but yeah, I'm gonna spit out some fun facts and see where we go from there. <laughs> okay, work. I'm here for the um, ride. And okay, we are going. Okay. So late eighteen hundreds. Victorian era gilded age. Robber barons, right? So industrialization. Well, yeah, so the industrialization kind of already happened, but, like, now we are reaping the benefits of it. Well, we, I mean, the wealthy and, like, middle class of America was kind of reaping the benefits of it. Um, Aestheticism was the thing, like, making, like, beautiful art for art's sake and beautiful architecture and, like, no moral meaning or anything, like, just art to be beautiful. It's like a mini renaissance. I guess, yeah. And, like, Victorian it, Victorians were super, like, into sex. And, like, it was where you first get, like, the beginnings of pornography. Um, so, like, things are just, like, going great. Um, Victoria, Queen Victoria dies in 1901. Um, but, like, the Gilded Age still sort of continues on. Um, in the midst of this, there's... Uh, mumblings of workers rights movements in like the beginnings of uh labor unions in america because um these buildings are being built by somebody and it's not the people who are going to own the buildings um Correct. so workers rights becoming important in the consciousness because people are being exploited and because there's like waves and waves of immigrants around the turn of the century, just like a fuck ton of immigration to America, there's like a ton of workers to be exploited for these gains. And there's these rubber barons who are just like super rich. Um, you, there were four main ones. It was like oil, the railroads, the banks, and fucking something else. I don't know. Um, so in New York specifically, all of these people who are, um, immigrating are kind of forming these little enclaves because obviously if you come to a new country you're going to go find the people who like speak your language and are making the same food you make and 
that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so you have the really um, not even segregated, just like strictly ethnically divided neighborhoods. That's a, you, ethnically uh, homogenous. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody right. was no redlining or anything. It was just happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, all these workers being exploited, blah, blah, blah. We start to see like folk songs coming out about like union scabs and like uh, uh, the um, international uh, workers of the world was this um, like union that formed in Chicago and their whole, it's very um, like socialist leaning. And if you've ever heard the like one big union, that's their whole thing. Um, so put a pin in the IWW for a second. Okay. Uh, and then you also get the AFL, which is the American American Federation. Football League. That's it. Um, American <laughs> Federation for Labor or something. Um, and uh, CIO. Cannot for the life of me remember what that stands for. It doesn't matter. Anyway, these different rights organizations, because people start to realize, like, hey, um, we're making the same as like Europeans make for their work, but also we have no protections, no workmen's compensation, we get paid less, we work more, like <laughs> there's no safety equipment. And so that's like that's when um, you know. We get the AFL and the CIO who eventually merged to become the AFL-CIO. Also, I believe. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I believe this also tying in with a couple of our last episodes. I think this is also when unionization in the Broadway world kind of started to um, take shape in the form of equity, actors' equity. Yes. And I have that date somewhere in my notes, but um, like I said, (laughs) not not, uh, conveniently. Anyway, okay, so there's going to be um, songs that are uh, listening to go along with this one. So you can listen to um, Casey Jones' The Union Scab by Pete Seeger. We apologize for this interruption brought to you by Dog Noises. Okay, so the song Casey Jones' The Union Scab by Pete Seeger. You can listen to that song. It's very funny. Um, Casey Jones... So the song was originally written, not by Pete Seeger, in 1911. It was a parody of this other, you remember we talked about, uh, you know, burlesque and, you know, parodies kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it was a parody of the song called, like, Casey Jones, the Brave Conductor, some shit like that. But instead, they made it about a union scab named Casey Jones, and he goes up to heaven and, like, everybody in heaven is on strike and so he scabs the on the angels in heaven and just like he did to workers on the sb line um so yeah uh (laughs) required listening number one got it cool yeah um so different um so immigrants from different countries are immigrating for different reasons jewish people are immigrating to escape like Tsarist Russia and like the anti-Semitism there. Um, so they're bringing like their entire families. However, like a lot of Italian pe- and like the Irish people bringing their whole families, like mm-hmm. trying to get away. Um, but like Italian people um, or maybe German uh, immigrants are planning to like return at some point. And they're just here for temporary seasonal work. Um, and so it's just the men, like, it's just the man comes over and works for, you know, a couple of years or a couple of months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we've talked about in previous episodes about how all these workers lived in tenement housing so that you yep. could, um, you know, be close to where you were working, but you had like no privacy and cramped living conditions. And so, um, obviously people who are without their wives are going to um, have sex because it's not gay sex isn't bad. If you're not being fucked, you're doing the fucking we've talked about this. Right. Before. It doesn't count. Yeah. Um, also, interestingly, fairies, which is the term for the people being fucked. It was like a third gender. And um, it's, it's not like they weren't cross-dressing because cross-dressing had been illegal since like the middle of the 1800s. 
and mm. like you have to have on three articles of clothing that right. go with your birth sex or whatever but they would do certain things that made them stand out as a fairy um so like in the ports uh in new york city obviously there's a ton of work to be done around the waterfront with all the factories Mm -hmm. and stuff so there's a ton of workers working down there and so where there's like workers there's going to be sex workers so there's (laughs) female sex workers prostitutes whatever you want to call them but uh, i've also seen them called like tough women (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is very funny to me. Um, but you also had fairies. So fairies were like, a, like not cross-dressers, but they were like taking the role of a wo- woman. So like sexuality had, it, it like it was a gender thing. It was not a sexuality thing. Like if you were a fairy, if you were a man getting fucked by another man, you were like, it was because you wanted to be a woman. It wasn't because you were attracted to the other man. Does that make sense? Yes. And actually ugh, this, I won't get on the, I won't get on the soapbox tangent now, but like I have, I have some gendered philosophy um, that that is very reminiscent of that. So like, yes, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. And the people who are fucking the person, like the way they're thinking about it is like, well, the pure women are the women that I'm going to marry, but I just need to get off right now. I'm not going to fuck them because they're pure until marriage. I'm going to fuck the beginning of hookup culture. Um, well, no, not, (laughs) there's, they're still paying for it usually. Um, in in one way or another. So you're either, uh, getting off with like a woman, but if there's no woman available or if it's your preference, you might just pick up a fairy and a fairy would have like tweezed eyebrows and like hmm. powdered face with rouge on their neck. Or they would wear a brightly colored bow tie because like colors were very conservative at that time. You would wear like a brightly colored bow tie. Like they would stand out in a way that would be very obvious if you knew what you were looking for. Mm. um so okay this is coming from george chauncey gay new york is the source for a lot of this so he says that like the main um like cultural groups who were engaging with the sort of thing were italian men irish men and african-american men this is like sort of the beginning of the great great migration when a lot of um african-american people moved from the south to escape Jim Crow up to, into the Northeast. Um, and then mm. we also talked about that in terms of that's where we get like the Harlem Renaissance is a lot of them uh, located in Harlem and a lot of Italian people in East Harlem. Um, so anyway, so Italian men specifically had the Catholic church telling them how bad it was to have premarital sex with a woman to the point where you, you know, premarital sex there's no marital so it's just sex with a man so it's fine um it was also at this point thought that venereal diseases it wasn't from sex it was from women so if you didn't have sex Hmm. with women you were fine also um (laughs) this is so vulgar oh my god you didn't suck dick back women did not it was vulgar like you could not get even like female like female sex workers to do it a lot of times and so like really the only that i it's not that people didn't do it but like it like like um proper women did not do it it was not like a normal sexual thing by any means like people did people have done everything for so long i just talked about how like pornography was invented so were like vibrators in the victorian era like people did stuff but like it was not i feel like now like we're kind of cool with oral sex, especially maritally. But back then it was like taboo, like do not do it. But um, if you were having a man suck your dick, you weren't like disrespecting a woman. Um, <laughs> that's sort of a joke, but <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, there was a lot of like uh, venereal disease propaganda. Well, I, well, actually we'll go back to that when we talk about the war. I promise I'm getting there. Um, what else? Um, oh, uh, when you are 
not working or you're not at home because you live in crowded tenement housing and your neighbors know everything about you, uh, you hang out in saloons. And oftentimes, you know, we did talk about how saloons, um, the performer is incentivized and kind of makes commission based on how much, how many drinks they buy or drinks they sell. We apologize for this interruption brought to you by Dog Noises. Okay, so you would hang out in saloons. So the performers are um, trying to sell drinks. So they're doing things that are like uh, more scandalous. They're stripping or maybe it would be uh, somebody. A lot of times the bars would bring in somebody cross-dressing. Even though it was illegal, you would have like uh, there is this one person named um, Loop the Loop. Loop the Loop was her like street name. I guess she was a famous like sex worker and um, she would, she was like a good example because she, she would like wear dresses and like have long hair and stuff, but didn't like shave her legs. Like wasn't trying to like pass for a woman necessarily, like wasn't trying to pass basically, but was wearing women's clothing. So they would have performers like that kind of like freak showish things, but also like, sexy like burlesque and drag things um but also like they would have uh working women and by default working fairies at the bar as well and they would have like back rooms so people would like come see their fairy regularly and like have this relationship and these people would be called like husbands i think um and yeah there's also So we're starting to get into like female, like female impersonation, basically like drag as we know it right now. Um, Because obviously a lot of times you don't, we talked about like there's the straight world and the gay world. So you like, maybe you like live uptown, you get off work and now you come to the gay world and you don't want it to get around to everybody. And so you use your fake name. Um, So people have just like a fake male name but also like there were like drag queens basically and so so like the boys um, are doing a little bit of boy drag too not that they're like putting on any yeah but just like faking a persona yeah yeah they have like their alter ego kind of um and like i feel like i've maybe been not great at describing the public sentiment for one thing we're only talking about like new york city we're not talking mm-hmm. about omaha nebraska right. also like people tolerated gay behavior it does not mean they like respected gay people as their yeah. equals uh like the perversion quote-unquote was like a, a, a something he would go see it was a like a spectacle it was but yeah it, no there was no not it was, people it was not equity yeah yeah um I don't know. I just feel like I need to point that out at some point. Um, so, see, I keep losing my train of thought like this. I need to stop. I need to focus. <laughs> focus! You know what? Let's just, let's talk about the war. Okay. So, here we go. Europe goes to war. We're not going to get into the specifics because I don't remember them. But, essentially, it's Germany against everybody right now. Um, France Germany tries to invade France and eventually British have to send reinforcements because they're allied with France. That was like the most simple way I can like (laughs) say it right now, but that's what you need to know. So this is kind of, yeah, this is kind of stirring up um, some nostalgia for the motherland for all these immigrants who are living in America now. Um, so like German Americans are kind of like, oh, like Germany, like those are my guys, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um That's fam. <laughs> um and the so the war starts in nineteen fourteen. Woodrow Wilson is the president and I didn't know this, but his wife apparently died like two days after war was declared. So he's for a while. Yeah. So he's for a while, just like, we're not getting into the war. We are going to remain neutral the whole time. Like that's what it was. That's like, was going to be our thing. But then he also recognized 
that we have like so many European immigrants who are like either their homeland is invading somebody or somebody is invading their homeland. Like there's tensions. He's aware that how like close conditions these people live and a government's concerned that like um, if people connect too much to their like ethnic heritage, they're going to turn on each other based on what's happening in Europe. So they start to push this like all American thing. So like you have to denounce your homeland. Like you're an American now. You're not a German, um, especially Germans. Obviously, it got to the point where they were like renaming uh, DeKalb Street, renaming Deutsche Bank. You know, to less German sounding things. Um, the U.S. government even like sent people letters saying like you need to not be polish you're an american you need to not be german you're an american you need to not be serbian you know um just turn it off exactly so when we talked about times square i think we talked a little bit about like the birth of advertising and like bright lights and like um this was a perfect opportunity for propaganda to become huge so um Woodrow Wilson starts to employ and of course I never remember the important people's names but this like political artist I guess um to start Creel I think last name Creel anyway um like using all these advertising techniques but for propaganda instead and all of it's like um well hold that thought the draft <laughs> first the draft so america was not going to get into the war but okay yes okay so we were super rich at the time we were super rich because we are selling arms and all this shit to england and france okay right so the germans realized that like the only way that they can hold off the british and the french is that if they cut off their supply from the united states so Germany starts bombing American ships. And obviously now America's like, well, fuck, now, now we have to join the war. So in 1917, there was a draft established. And there's different, like, categories. But if you were an unmarried man between the ages of 21 to, I think, 40, it was at first, like, you are going, like you have basically no choice. And then there's different like considerations for if you're married or if you have a dependent. And then obviously if you have like some kind of physical ailment and stuff, but like pretty much you're getting drafted. And then like a couple years later, it became everybody 18 to 45. Basically the only way you could get out of it was being a conscientious objector. But you had to like prove to the government that you were like a registered Quaker or something like you had to have like a legitimate religious, basically religious reason. Um, so everybody goes to war, literally everybody. Um, this is obviously like unpopular at first. And so, um, the government has to kind of like really turn up the patriotism. Um, so now we're back to the advertising, the propaganda. And you're telling you like, send your sons off to war. Like, um, it's not, it's not. So part of it's like, do your part for the war effort, buy war bonds, like use less meat, less wheat. But also part of it's like, look at this caricature of a German soldier dragging an innocent little girl into hell or something like, anti-German propaganda, that sort of thing, but using it to get people to enlist. And so this is where we get um, the Uncle Sam, I want you for the U.S. Army. Like that shit was super um, prevalent, especially because like kind of our only, we didn't really have talkies yet. So our only media was like newspapers and like physical print. Um, and so the propaganda was just raging everywhere. Um, and basically the sentiment was, if you're not fighting or contributing to the war effort, 
you are not an American. This was worsened with the Bolshevik Revolution, which happened in 1917. Yeah, 1917. So this is, okay, this happened like a month before we... So the Bolshevik Revolution happened, and then we joined the war a month later. Bolshevik Revolution and Russia overthrew the Tsarist government, and um, it was now a socialist government. Socialism in America had been super fucking popular around the turn of the century, and like anarchism, and that's where we get like the international workers of the world. Um, But now that the Bolsheviks overthrew Russia, America's like, oh fuck, it's a red scare now. Um, so this is the first Red Scare, not, uh, McCarthyism yet, but this is the first one. And now is the time when they're like, if you are a defector, uh, like a draft dodger, if you're, um, in the IWW, like you are not American, you are going to jail. Like cops were violent with them. Like you are not allowed to be communist, socialist, anarchist. How, and then also later, like, gay. <laughs> um, so, Red Scare, now we're in the war, and you're, like, made to feel bad if you're not 100% for, like, millions, thousands of men dying for no reason. Because the thing about World War One is that it was, like, a stalemate for the longest time, especially on the Western Front between France and Germany. Which means that it was just a race of, like, who has the most men available to be killed basically. Cause no, no side had like better technology or anything. Like it was like kill people and let like 18 year olds die until one side surrenders. So finally um, in 1918 uh, Germany surrenders. World war one is over. Everybody comes back home and uh now the jobs have been uh like the millions of like wartime jobs that have been created in factories and stuff a are no longer needed b now we have women in the workforce doing a lot of these jobs so there's a fuck ton of competition like the uh like competition for jobs the um labor rights movement has been like flattened by world war one um not to mention now they're starting to be seen as like socialists for not being the individualistic capitalist, you know, entrepreneur thing. Um, and uh, white supremacy is at its fucking peak. 1919 was known as like the Red Summer just because of how many like race riots um, there were and just how much bloodshed and how horrible it was. Um, black people were... Uh, Drafted for the army, which is insane to me. For one thing, what? I mean, obviously, that's not, like, a hot take. Um, But for one thing, we're, like, still in Jim Crow time. And then your government's telling you, you have to go fight for the United Kingdom and France. Like, for America, you know, but, like, that has nothing to do with you. Even though we haven't done anything to make you feel like a citizen of any sort. So there was like protests about this. Um, and there was like, like this one black church in Harlem had like a silent protest um, about like that, that sentiment, basically like, how are you going to send me to war for you when I don't even have rights here? Um, and there was even racism in the army. Like for one thing, black people could only serve in the, army or the marine no the navy doing menial tasks but they couldn't be marines and like they were doing a lot of like construction like menial labor that kind of thing um eventually france is like desperate for soldiers and america doesn't want to send our like quote good soldiers and so we sent our um this uh regiment called the harlem hellfighters over to France and they become like the most iconic like um uh regiment of the military they like never lose any enemy um uh uh prisoners they like never lose any ground to the Germans like and then they come back and no respect that's nothing 
just mm-hmm. nothing. Um, which is the case for, you know, all veterans of, today, you know, yeah. but like specifically like black people, obviously. Um, so that also like with the white people thinking like we can't get jobs and it's your fault because uh, it has to be somebody's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Red Summer. Um, after the war, we are like, like social tensions are rough. Um, but then we get into the twenties, which is, uh, for one thing, America passed laws or like changed the laws around. I don't know if there were visas at the time, but like they put a, they put the cap on like short term workers immigrating to America. So, um, um, a lot less of the like young men living together thing. Um, but we're, we're also in the, this is, we're also in the midst of like the bachelor culture, which mm-hmm. I think we kind of talked about last time yeah. where like your manliness has nothing to do with like women or pursuit of women. It has everything to do with your virility uh, mm-hmm. in comparison to other men. And so um, like, uh, like pool rooms, saloons, like uh, sportsmen, like, competing in physical tasks was like a way to prove your manliness but also like fucking a fairy <laughs> was <clears throat> because um to someone else to top yeah well like fucking a woman was too because it's like you know i dominated her whatever but then right it's like the exact same thing for a fairy it's like i dominated a fairy it's like the same compartment mm-hmm. in the brain for them um and it has nothing to do with like like it just has everything to do with like you proving yourself to other men yeah. um so especially in the war when you're relying on a million other men because it's life and death um or you're a sailor on a ship for months and months with the same group of people um and it's a system where like you may either be able to offer protection to somebody or you need protection from somebody. Um, and you can do these little marriages. Um, it's like the same thing that happens in prisons kind of, uh, where you have mutual marriages and it's like mutual, mutually beneficial, but that's why sailors have such a gay reputation is because they would do that shit. Um, Hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. So, um, so, Men are just like all about men and it's it's not gay because they're not the fairies they're considering themselves the the term is like normal um it's not gay if your door is closed yeah exactly um hold on let me find where am i gonna pick up yes okay growing 20s depression yes let me think (laughs) i lost my train of thought where was i going Oh, 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 yeah. And the whole thing was, like, it was a rejection of, like, the Bachelor thing. It's a rejection of, like, um, male domesticity. And it's, like, all Mm. for male solidarity. So that just, like, perfectly lends itself into uh, World War I. And then later it, like, became an official thing in World War II with, like, the buddy system. So, like, male camaraderie. Like, it's not gay because it's all about your gender expression. If you're not being fucked, you're fine. Mm. Um, so fuck. I thought I was gonna get somewhere. You know what? Okay, this is what I'm gonna end with. Okay. So we get back into the twenties and we think it's gonna be another gilded age and like all sorts of fun things. Um mm-hmm. and we're we're like more globalized now and like we have jazz now and everybody's happy and then um the stock market crashes and we're in a depression and then we're in another world war um and then the government uh keeps on uh trying to uh uh quell any uprisings or any socialist sentiment um and so and uh the second red scare comes around and that's when it eventually becomes illegal to be a gay government official or whatever but um this is 
the depression and like the draft for world war two i was like specifically when things started to turn and like the um like the family unit become like the most important thing like the mm-hmm. male female and 2.5 children but this is <clears throat> yeah but i think that like the draft and then like the uh, uh, like the unrest that came after it is kind of like it's kind of like the obvious first step to me of how it became illegal to be gay. I don't think I have any other coherent thoughts right now. So I think we're going to stop there. (laughs) I was doing so well for a minute there. (laughs) No, you were. And that's really interesting. I had not ever thought about the, like the marriages at sea or anything like that. Like I knew, you know, gay things happen in the army and overseas and like, you know, on the water. But I didn't think about, like, partnerships and allyships and stuff like that. That's interesting. Yeah. And, like, the buddy system was, like, an actual thing in World War II. Like, you were told to have a buddy that you protected, like, life or death. Hmm. What the fuck do you think that's going to lead to? Y'all going to fuck. Yeah. So. Okay, any other thoughts? <laughs> uh, Nope. Just, it's it's interesting that, like... I don't know, so much homosexuality permeates something so, like, quote-unquote, typically masculine. Because I feel like, I mean, you know, women fight in wars and stuff too, but, like, war as a concept and the way it's portrayed is usually just, like, so heavily masculine. And I know that at this time it wasn't an infringement on your own masculinity to be having sex with other guys, um, even though it was to be, like, receiving. But yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Delusion. Um, delusion you convince yourself um (laughs) but yeah new york city eventually kind of becomes a scapegoat because it's so like like the bowery and everything is like so known for like debauchery and everything and um so you start getting the crackdown people are less interested in quote slumming and more interested in um locking those perverts away (laughs) Uh, so we'll, well get to that cool that was a lot okay well, um yeah how long was how long was you did good it doesn't matter okay um uh what's it called what's our segment <laughs> so what are you into oh my god for, for the yeah. last okay i don't know three weeks what are you into that's right um okay i so my friend came to visit me at this point like two weeks ago um and we watched Modern Family together, which I had never watched before, but then I binged a lot of it. And, like, the later season, I'm still, like, watching it. I don't really care that much anymore. But, like, the first couple seasons, nobody told me that the first couple seasons were so good. And I was, like, laughing and crying in the same episodes. Also, like, a sitcom Yeah, I've made seen me good cry. moments like, from that show. Yeah, but, like, it made me cry, like, three different times in, like, the first couple seasons. And I was like, why is, what? Hmm. Like, I'm not even attached to these characters yet. What's happening? Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been into. But it's, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, my gosh, my plants. Okay, so some of my seeds have died slash potentially probably been murdered by my cat. Um, Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, but I went to the nursery and I bought some starts. So those are doing well and hopefully that works. And I have tried for the past like three years to do plants from seeds and I don't know what it is. I just cannot, even if I get them to like a good plant, like they just don't survive. I don't know what I do wrong. So I bought some starts and we'll see how Seeds they are hard. What are, I know. What are you into? Um, I am into, um... Let's see. I have a couple things. Okay. So last weekend I had a cold and so I was in bed for most of the weekend. And so I was just like fading in and out of consciousness, but I was also like trying to find some TV shows to binge. Um, I found one called uh, Invisible City. Um, It's this like Brazilian fantasy supernatural type show that um, involves like cultural lore, um, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, So that one's good. It's on Netflix. You'll check it out. Um, Also, while I was sick, I... uh... (laughs) I don't know if this is the best or the worst way to to watch this film, but on the first night when I had 
a fever that got up to my thermometer said 104 but i feel like that's a little dramatic i think it was just like 102 and it was 102 for a little bit but um i watched scream for the first time (laughs) (laughs) because i felt inspired by you it was so good it was like the perfect mix of like self-referential camp but also like an actually interesting movie to watch um and then (laughs) drew barrymore getting murdered like immediately (laughs) so funny but then also (laughs) skeet ulrich and matthew lillard oh my god and skeet ulrich is so hot yeah yeah um oh oh, and then courtney cox i love her character Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know if i'm gonna love her at first but um yeah, I don't know. So it was a very good film. I'm going to have to watch the rest of them. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I also didn't know that Neve Campbell is in all of them, including the one that came out last year. Um, oh, so Neve Campbell, she was yeah. the like main girl. Oh, okay. I What's her name? I don't remember her name, but I know that Neve Campbell. Anyway. Um, and then, so at, uh, I've been like revamping my apartment. And stuff. So one of the other things that I'm into are these like color changing LED lights. I have a couple different forms of them. Um, I've got these backlights that plug into my TV, and they can like reflect the images that are on the screen, kind of, or they can just like do their own thing. Um, I got this fancy light bulb that uh, also just you can do different effects and stuff with it or change all the colors. Um, and I just got I haven't set them up yet, but I just got a set of strip lights today that I'm going to put under my kitchen counter. Um, very vibey i'm going for spaceship jungle between all my lights and my plants (laughs) and i'm getting there it's amazing speaking of plants another one of my victories is my plant shelf it showed up this morning i got it put together um it's beside the window now she's looking so cute i love her um a band that i have been into i was actually supposed to go see them um on the day that i got like sick and so i had to cancel i couldn't go um but they're really good they're called yam house that's y-a-m and then H-A-U-S. I don't know what their genre is, but they just, I don't know. Their music is really, really good. Y'all should uh, look them up, check them out. And then lastly, finally, I am into my little Pax pen. Um, oh. It's my little uh, weed vape thing. Um, I love her. She's so cute. She's so easy. I don't know why it's taken me until now to do it this way. I don't know why I was fucking with my <laughs> dry herb vape, which I still do love. If y'all are people who like, um, if you consume marijuana in a legal state, or sorry, cannabis uh, in a legal state, um, the uh, the G Pen Dash is great if you prefer like flour, but if you don't want to do like a you know whole pipe. Um, but this little this little pen has me good. She's so cute. Anyway, nice. So that's what I'm into. Uh, you what know are what I just realized. Victories? Well, hold on. Do you, do you know what I just realized? Is that I did not mention not one more song. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you, you told me before we even started, you were like, I have music for this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. And I did. Um, I also meant to mention, uh, like, the Union songs uh, from, like, the Almanac singers of, like, which side are you on? Um, like, you'll either, like... You'll either be a, will you be a lousy scab or will you be a man? Distracts. Um, and then I was also going to mention um, Love Me, I'm a Liberal by Phil Oaks, which I still might uh, mention next episode because this is, we'll talk more about like the 40s. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a like leftist song, basically. Um, and it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I think it's so good. It's like, um, I cried when they shot Medgar Evers, tears ran down my spine, and I cried when they shot Mr. Kennedy as though I had lost a father of mine, but Malcolm X had it coming. Um, He got what he asked for this time. Mm. Love me, I'm a liberal. And the whole thing is about, like, the liberals are like, um, oh my gosh, we love each other until it comes to actually sacrificing literally anything. Um, So... Um, that's a great song for uh, labor rights. And then it was later redone by Jella Biafra of the Dead Kennedys. Um, that was like, uh, I, oh shoot. Yeah, it was, um, I cried when they shot John Lennon, tears ran down my spine. And I cried when I saw JFK as though I lost the father of mine, but Malcolm X and Ice-T had it coming. They got what I asked for this time. So it was, 
it was like just um later things that were happening it's so not just really updated it, yeah just an updated version not really relevant i just think it's funny um i was also going to mention the triangle shirtwaist fast factory disaster which happened in manhattan oh, yeah. in 1905 mm-hmm. yeah which is like this is why i kept i kept trying to figure out what what started the um a, the like the IWW and the, the AFL-CIO. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> there's a line about the AFL-CIO board in Love Me, I'm Liberal. Um, but yeah, this tri- Triangle Shirtwaist Factory disaster happened when like a lot of people were, there was a fire and there was like no safety precautions and they were mm-hmm. like locked into this um, building. Well, something similar happened in North Carolina in 1991. Um in Hamlet, North Carolina, and there's a Jellaby offer song about that. Um, it's called Hamlet Chicken Plant Disaster, I think. He did it with Mojo Nixon, who is from Chapel Hill. Um, hmm. And the other Dead Kennedy song I was going to mention was When You Get Drafted, because it had to do with the draft. You see what I did there? Call the army, call the navy, stocked with kids from slums. If you can't afford a slick attorney, we might make you a spy. Um, so yeah, I forgot to mention my songs, but those were my songs I was going to mention. I love art. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So uh, what about Little Victories? Do you have any of those? Well, I got a raise, which is nice. Work. Um, My main victory, though, is I took I took Dorothy to the vet and yeah. she was a star. They loved Ooh. her. They could not stop gassing her up. They were like, oh, she's so cool clean she's so quiet she's so yeah. nice dorothy you're so sweet perfect girl Dorothy, she was just being the goodest girl i was like oh my god that's my little baby that's my baby is a perfect angel how did i even raise something so beautiful so yeah. that's how bruno usually is <laughs> he's very popular yeah uh yeah. what are your victories like this is the problem is i keep wanting to call it a fucking hooray which is what they call it on my favorite murder oh so what's your hooray little victory um aside from like redoing my whole apartment or not redoing but you know decorating all of that which i think is actually more of like a major victory um my little victory is that i finally did my taxes that i've been putting off forever um (laughs) but um i didn't get any money back and in fact i did have to pay but i only had to pay two dollars so i'm like nice that's i'll take it yeah, I I'm like pay... this took me 15 minutes. I'll take it. Have I told you how much I had to pay? I had to pay the government in taxes last year. It's a whole weird thing with like no. my Medicare and switching jobs, and I fucked. It was my fault. I fucked up somewhere along the way. I owed the government two thousand dollars last year. Oh my god! Yeah, two thousand dollars. Luckily, I did in savings, but I had to pay it to the government. <laughs> that sucks. Anyway. I think think my ex had a situation like that last year, too, because of some corporate bullshit or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was my fault because it was something with, like, the Obamacare. (laughs) It's Obamacare's fault. Thanks, Obama. It was a whole thing. Anyway. um, Cool. Yay for taxes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess. Yay for not having to pay $2,000 and anything like that like two dollars i can take whatever it's fine yeah well anyway well uh anything else no i would say that i'll hold myself accountable and take better notes next episode but we both know that won't happen but i'll try maybe i believe in you oh wait let me go ahead and say my sources because um there were different ones gay new york by george chauncey obviously um uh, and then also um, the World War One Historical Museum or whatever has a YouTube channel and they have some, it's like a nine video series, but the videos are like less than 15 minutes long. Um, and it's about like different, it's like immigration in World War One, women in World War One, like uh, Native Americans in World War One, like how it changed each of those groups and like also about the World War One propaganda and everything. Um, so that series, and then also this article called "Fighting This uh, Fighting World War One on the Streets of New York" by Ross J. Wilson was this article I read. But yeah, work, and you can find links work. for all of that in the in the description as well. I'll include all of those. Yeah, 
I'm not trying cool. to plagiarize. Not that anybody would ever think that what I just said was somebody's academic work. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, all right. Well. Well, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. To those of you that have, um, if you have enjoyed this content, or if you want to. Uh, keep up to date. Well, okay, let me not say keep up to date because we've not been posting on socials, but you I'm can still. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, ah, I'm responsible right. for it too. Um, but if Except you want to, said I was going to be responsible for it. Go if you want to go ahead and and drop us a follow, I'm sure we'll start posting again one day. Um, yeah, maybe you would incentivize me to start posting if you followed. <laughs> I got the problem is I had that one fucking reel of Jimbo that I posted it went viral not viral you know it got like <laughs> likes or whatever but yeah. for our account with like five followers all of which we know personally <laughs> I was like a little overwhelmed so um then I never posted again and that well, was last summer so my bad it's all good we will we will uh get back into it um but yeah, if if you want to just go ahead and click that follow button to uh to keep up with us when we do start posting again, um, you can find us on Instagram at Mutable Immutables. You can find us on Twitter at Immutables Pod, uh, and you can find us on YouTube also Mutable Immutables. Uh, and we are available on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, all that. Um. Oh, and if you if you've enjoyed this content, um, rate us five stars, please, and thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye. Until next time, goodbye.